Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. It is a great day. If you are a sports fan ready for the winter to be over and for spring to be here, the Masters is underway as we speak. Major League Baseball's opening day is also underway as we speak. Talk about both of those and more. Right off the top, though, Tiger Woods on the course. He has made a return 14 months after a devastating car accident that left him in his bed, he said, for three months, basically unable to move. And as we speak right now, a little bit after 3 o'clock on the East Coast, a little bit after noon on the West Coast, Tiger Woods minus one through 13 holes. He is three shots off the lead. Um, and uh, in terms of big names, so far there has not been a big name that has performed better than Tiger Woods sitting at minus one through 13. It has been an awesome scene. I just finished Clay and Buck, but I've had uh, Sports Center on. I've been following Tiger Woods uh, as he has been performing and playing throughout the day on Augusta here. And it'll be interesting to see how he comes around to Amen Corner how he does at 14, 15, 16, whether he's able to post a couple of uh, birdies or maybe even an eagle uh, on those holes that are certainly scorable. And then we'll see what happens uh, as he finishes at 17 and 18. I imagine what will be a rapturous amount of applause as he comes up and walks onto the green at 18. I can't wait to see exactly how all of that goes. Uh, We have also got Major League Baseball's opening day underway. 162-game season is going to be played. That should be a lot of fun. And it wouldn't be Major League Baseball's opening day without me feeling good about the Atlanta Braves. But we have a little bit of a controversy as the Braves prepare to take the field for the first time since winning Game 6 of the World Series, Ronald Acuna acknowledged that he and Freddie Freeman didn't get along that well. Uh, In a Spanish interview Wednesday night on Instagram Live, he was asked what he would miss the most about Freddie Freeman, who has memorably joined the LA Dodgers now that you have the Braves having traded for Matt Olson. And Acuna responded to the question, me, nothing, He was then asked if he's been close with Freeman over the past four years with the Braves. He said, we were close in that we shared the same stadium, but we had a lot of, how do you say, lots of clashes. Lots of clashes, Acuna said. Uh, So uh, when you come up as a rookie, there's always someone who wants to tell you how to do things. You come up from the minor leagues with the big eye black, the sunglasses, the hat low. A lot of people see that as wrong. The other person doesn't see it as wrong because it's part of the game. A lot of veterans picked on me when I was a rookie. They called me into the office and said, no, you can't use that. 
They took the eye black off me with a towel and I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, Anyway, that will be uh, interesting what will end up happening. Acuna says that doesn't happen to him now because he is a veteran. And by the way, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm trying to get my 11-year-old to read. Uh, My 11-year-old, my fifth grader, is a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Uh, I think I've said before on this program, we're going down. We went to the World Series. Uh, We're going down to Atlanta for a full week. Uh, I'll stay in the battery there and go to the Atlanta Braves games. The Omni Hotel there at the battery overlooks the Atlanta Braves Stadium. It's phenomenal. If you've got kids and they are Major League Baseball fans, the entire battery surrounding Truist Park there in uh, North Atlanta is phenomenal. You can pull your car up if you stay at the hotel there and never have to get out of your, get in your car again the whole time. There's tons of restaurants. They've even got escape games. They've got a movie theater. I'm spending a whole week there. My radio affiliate studio is in, uh, is in the battery. So, uh, so I'm going to be doing my radio show from 12 to 3 Eastern, the Clay and Buck show. And then I'm going to take my boys to, uh, uh, to baseball games every night for a week. We're going for the Dodgers and the, uh, the Dodgers are followed up or following the Giants, I believe. I think we got the Giants for three games and the Dodgers for four. It's a seven-game series in June. I can't wait to get down there. And I've said before, and you guys, if you've listened to my show for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. I was not. I grew up a monster Braves fan. I mean, sorry, a monster Reds fan. Monster Major League Baseball fan. Baseball was right up there with college football as my two favorite sports when I was a kid growing up. And then in 1994, when they had the strike, I just lost interest in baseball on the same level. And I've only come back as a baseball fan now through my kids' eyes. And I dropped him off at school today and he was super excited. And he said, Dad, when I get home, uh, are we going to be able to uh, to watch the Braves tonight? And I said, yes, we'll put the Braves on. The Braves are on every night in our house. We watch them play every game. That World Series run to be able to see it through my fifth grader's eyes was so much fun. Uh, and I can't wait to get down there for seven games. And in fact... My oldest son is actually on a school field trip. They go to Atlanta, and, uh, and he's going to the Braves game tomorrow. And all the kids in his class, he's in eighth grade, are super excited to be able to go to the Atlanta Braves game tomorrow, second game of the season. So the Acuna-Freeman drama, the reason why I bring it up is I'm trying to get my 11-year-old. Everybody's got different kids. Everybody's got different, uh, different every kid is different, right? It's one of the great things about being a parent. You can't treat every kid the exact same in everything. For instance, my oldest son reads all the time. Reads constantly, all day long, every day. He's a lot like me when I was young in that respect. My middle son, I mean, if you get him to read for 20 minutes a day, it's a major accomplishment. So what I'm trying to get him to read is sports articles. So I go through, not surprisingly, and read all day long still, sports, current events, politics, whatever, And I try and find great sports articles. So as I was finishing the Clay and Buck show, I'm reading about the Acuna versus Freeman uh, dispute. And I'm like, well, I know my kid will read this. So I pop it right to him. uh, And uh, then I'll quiz him on whatever he's reading about in sports. Try to work on the reading comprehension. I know there's other parents out there who do the same thing. And maybe you, as as a kid growing up, 
Maybe your parents got you to read more by putting sports articles in front of you. Maybe it was a Sports Illustrated back in the day. So I'm trying as best I can using sports to get him engaged in reading and reading comprehension. So Acuna and Freeman, we'll see whether that sort of uh, discord grows. And by the way, this kind of story doesn't happen as often in baseball as it does in football and basketball, right? Seems like football and basketball, there's always teammates and stories about teammates not getting along. It doesn't go public. I'm sure it happens a lot in Major League Baseball, but it doesn't seem like it goes public as often. We'll see exactly how uh, that story ends up being covered. Uh, Herschel Walker. I don't think I talked about this yesterday because I don't think the poll was really out, but Herschel Walker has opened up a four-point lead on the Reverend Raphael Warnock according to a Hill poll coming out of uh, the state of Georgia. Uh, By the way, we don't know who exactly is going to be the nominee for the Republican governorship, although uh, Brian Kemp, who is the incumbent governor, has opened up, according to the same poll, a decent amount of a lead here. And this is significant because uh, it appears Raphael Warnock is down four points. Stacey Abrams is down seven points against the governor right now. 51 to 44. And I just have a question for you. If Stacey Abrams loses, is her time as a major face of the Democratic Party over? She's gone from a net worth of $100,000 to being worth over $3 million since she lost the governor's race. So maybe losing the governor's race was the best thing that could have ever happened to her. But if she loses... And if she loses in a decisive fashion in 2022, as that poll would suggest that she might, what does her political career look like going forward if she's lost twice in the governor's race in the space of four years, especially if 2022 is not particularly close? Um, And I would also say Herschel Walker has the ability to turn back the Reverend Raphael Warnock and flip the Senate back to the control of the uh, Republican Party. Remember, double runoff elections, memorably, uh, Warnock and Ossoff both won in uh, in their runoff elections after the mess surrounding whether you could trust the election results in Georgia. So uh, that result was actually what led to Katanji Brown-Jackson being confirmed 53-47 to 47 today. Uh, we talked about this a lot on the Clay and Buck show as it was happening in the last hour. Three Republicans join all 50 uh, Democrats to vote for Katanji Brown-Jackson. She will take over uh, in the Supreme Court when Justice Breyer steps down at the end of June. A lot of significant cases that are going to be released in June. Abortion is going to get a lot of the attention, but there are many different flashpoint cases uh, that will be coming down in June that will potentially have an impact going forward uh, in terms of what's going to happen in uh, the midterm elections. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $20 on the Steel MS-162 or MS-170 Chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. A couple of other stories that are out there. I want to give a shout out. A lot of credit to the University of Chicago. I hope you guys have gone and watched these videos. A University of Chicago student teed off on CNN and Brian Stelter. I just tweeted this out about 20 minutes ago. I'm blown away by how good these University of Chicago kids were at asking questions of media sources as the discussion surrounded uh, what was going to happen in disinformation in the media. In particular, uh, there was a, uh, there's a woman, her name, I'm not even sure what her name is, uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, her name is, uh, let me look it up. I just want to make sure I get her name right, um, at The Atlantic. And uh, he asked a question. He's a freshman at the University of Chicago, Ann Applebaum, I believe is the woman's name who writes at The, uh, at the Atlantic. And she asked why the woman didn't cover the Hunter Biden laptop story. And if you haven't watched this story, over 2 million people have now watched it. And I think you're going to watch it and say, my goodness, the level of arrogance in the response from this woman is mind-blowing. And it also gives you a strong sense of why people don't trust many in the media right now. She says she found the Hunter Biden laptop to be totally irrelevant. This is Ann Applebaum. She also said, I don't find it to be interesting. In the most uh, cavalier, demeaning, arrogant fashion possible. So I want to give credit to uh, the, the kids who asked the question. But I also thought this was phenomenal This same woman, Ann Applebaum, who has claimed that she doesn't consider it to be newsworthy what's going on with Hunter Biden's laptop, has sent out the following tweets when Trump was president. I'm getting tired of hearing about how corrupt Ukraine is. You know which country is corrupt? The United States. We have a president who is using the White House to make money, presidential children who are using their father's prestige to make money. Oh, so it's fine to question whether Trump's family is using his office to make money. She also said, this is why the president's son-in-law should be nowhere near the White House, citing a part of a story that says uh, there are a number of representatives of the largest banks and business establishments, including Jared Kushner, the head of Kushner Companies. And then she then criticized Ivanka Trump being put on the cover of a magazine saying, with zero investigation of her conflicts of interest. So if she says it's totally irrelevant what Hunter Biden did, and she doesn't, she says, I don't find it to be interesting, well, why did she find stories about the Trump family to be so interesting and to be so relevant? She's a hypocrite, okay? She is a hypocrite. She is covering for Hunter Biden in what is a massively significant story surrounding his laptop. Uh, Hunter Biden, I believe, based on what I have seen on that laptop, could and should be charged with multiple felonies, including significantly 
tax evasion where he evidently owes millions of dollars in back taxes. And let me just say this. This is not a dispute, to my knowledge, where Hunter Biden and his his advisors, that is his accountants, have a different financial interpretation than the IRS. Because let me put my lawyer hat on here with you. There are oftentimes complex tax returns where one accountant ends up saying, oh, you're going to owe X number of dollars, and it's different than what the IRS might say you're going to owe. And that can lead to a massive legal dispute over the taxes that are owed. That's a difference of opinion as to how the tax code is to be read. That's different than not paying taxes on millions of dollars that you earned in an effort to potentially keep the IRS from ever knowing that you had those dollars in the first place. So this is significant as it pertains to this story overall and everything surrounding it. Just FYI, as you try to analyze exactly what is going on here, this is fairly significant. Uh, Again, what Hunter Biden appears to have attempted to do is hide his relationships with Chinese and Ukrainian interests and not tip off the IRS that these even existed by refusing to pay his legitimate tax bills. Uh, so that is what is hanging on and going on out there. Uh, finally, the Brian Flores lawsuit has new members. Remember, it was a class action lawsuit that had virtually no other members of the class. Steve Wilkes, who was fired after one year as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, is arguing that he was fired because he was black. Ray Horton is also saying the same thing. Now, what is interesting to me about these cases is Steve Wilkes went 3-13 and and everything fell apart, and he was fired. Listen to Steve Wilkes' resume when he was hired, all right? Uh, I want to just share this with you as he has filed a new lawsuit arguing that he was unfairly treated. Okay, Steve Wilkes, in the years before he was hired as a head coach, was a defensive back coach with the Carolina Panthers, defensive back coach, although they gave him the assistant head coach title, and he was the defensive coordinator for a year with the Carolina Panthers. He then got the head coach coaching job. He's had a couple of different head coaching jobs before. He was the head coach for 11 games at Savannah State, went 5-16. and 16. He came in last place with the Arizona Cardinals, went 3-13. and 13. They then fired him after a year. They also kicked Josh Rosen, their first-round draft pick, to the curb. Steve Wilkes was, uh, in a positive sense, had become the overall number one uh, draft pick the Arizona Cardinals had. They then went and drafted Kyler Murray. They hired Cliff Kingsbury, uh, and they wanted to pair him with uh, Kyler Murray. He says that was racist and he was unfairly treated based on the fact that he was black. Interesting argument. Doesn't seem to have, to me, a lot of legitimacy behind it. By the way, he has since 
been the defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns and also the defensive coordinator at Missouri. I believe he was fired as the defensive coordinator at Missouri because his defense was not very good. He is now a defensive coach with the Carolina Panthers. All right. So that is Steve Wilkes's background. Uh, the other guy that is suing is, uh, is Ray Horton. Ray Horton says that he has been discriminated against because he is black. And Ray Horton's resume is somewhat interesting as well. Uh, he's been a defensive coordinator with the Cleveland Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns again, and right now he's the Washington Redskins uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, at least he has been. Uh, no, sorry, he was the Redskins defensive back, backs uh, coach in 2019. Uh, he is arguing that he has been unfairly treated as well. Um, and uh, he was fired, by the way, by the Cleveland Browns. He was Hugh Jackson's defensive coordinator. Obviously, things did not go very well with Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, so that resume was not very impressive. But what is going to be intriguing about these cases is how do you prove when you don't have a very good record as a coach that you have been discriminated against, right? Brian Flores, to me, blew it. He would have gotten the Houston Texans job if he hadn't filed this lawsuit. Instead, he's an assistant coach right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Brian Flores blew it because he then said Lovey Smith is an inferior coach to me and the only reason he got the job is because I sued the league. Well, one, that's an insult to Lovey Smith. Two, when you look at Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton, do either of these guys have the successful resumes that would suggest they have been treated unfairly? Steve Wilkes got the head coaching job for a year with the Arizona Cardinals and was the worst coach in the league in terms of record because the Cardinals rose up to get the number one overall pick and much of the roster appears to have turned against him. Are you really arguing that the Arizona Cardinals didn't have justification to fire a coach after he posted the worst record in the league? And then for for Ray Horton, his defenses at Cleveland did not do very well, and he was fired by Hugh Jackson, who certainly did not do very well either. In other words, it's hard to argue in a league as competitive as the NFL that the reason you were fired is because you were black when your performance was not good, right? Brian Flores has a better argument because his performance was not awful, and Uh, because he didn't get a job. The problem is he filed his lawsuit halfway through his interview process, right? And so as a result, I don't think these guys strengthen his claim very much at all because they aren't that successful as head coaches. That is Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton. All right, I'm going to go watch more of the Masters on television, as I know many of you are as well. If you are not watching, I will give you the latest update right now as we speak of how Tiger Woods is doing. Tiger Woods right now is back to even through 14 uh, right now. Even through 14. The leader whew, the leader is hot right now. He is Cameron Smith. Uh, he's at minus 6 through 16 
Um, and uh, that is everyone is going to be chasing, at least it appears, at the end of the first day, Cameron Smith, who has opened up a couple of stroke lead as he comes and approaches 17 and 18. We'll see how Cameron Smith finishes it off. All right, love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, we will have a brand new wins and losses discussion. It will be up probably later this afternoon. It's going to be with Seth Dillon, the founder of the Babylon Bee, which is currently locked out of its Twitter account for a refusal to change uh, tweets. We will discuss it. We will debate it. I think you guys will enjoy it. How did the Babylon Bee come to be? That conversation will be the newest wins and losses. Last week, we had a great conversation with Bruce Pearl. I think you'll enjoy both of those. This has been Outkick the Show, and we are going to continue to roll Hope you enjoyed Clay and Buck. Thank you, by the way, for making March the biggest month in Clay and Buck history in terms of podcast downloads. New city being added to the 400 plus. It's a big city. I think you're going to be excited to hear which one it is. That announcement will be made Monday. This has been Outkick the Show. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, Facebook. And thank you, Twitter, for all the support.